0: going everybody this is alice caceres and you're listening to story of the fight what up everyone as you can see romero's not here today as of yesterday he texted me he's like oh i got family stuff as if that's more important than this and he's like do you think toasty can fill in so i I can't hear anything <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: still I have not been unmuted yet, I don't think, because I, I can't hear anybody.
0: No, you're you're uh you're clear. But as Toasty works on this, uh so Ramiro texts me, he's like, Hey, do you think Toasty can fill in? Toasty jumps in, doesn't have audio. I don't know if he can hear me now. Can you hear me now, Toasty? No. <laughs> Rich, you might have to fill in for a bit while <laughs> Toasty uh, <laughs> figures out the audio. Everything's <laughs> regular for Toasty on my side. He's unmuted. Mm. Yeah, yeah, looks good. Um, so, but while we figure this out, um, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna jump out, jump back in. Perfect. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: where can people find the show? A, Will?
0: Yeah, we're everywhere. If you go to storythefight.com, it's uh, on it's on YouTube, it's on TikTok. Uh, it's on I think we live stream on Twitter twitch YouTube um, and then you can find our other episodes uh, a little bit later on Spotify uh, Apple podcasts Google Podcasts, everywhere basically just go to storythefight.com it'll show all the links um and then you can click on them subscribe on them Tosy's back and can you
1: yes I destroyed <laughs> my setup but I I, I did it. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Well, we appreciate you all the same, man. Uh, I heard UFC fights uh, yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, also, we ha- we're on a new platform. Uh, the platform we used merged with another platform. This is the first episode with that platform. So if there's kinks, uh, I, we'll just it. I just, blame it on just
1: realized that. Just realized that.
0: Yeah, it's like slightly different. It's the same. I don't know. It's I don't know why. they Same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Um. But yeah, we had UFC Vegas 73. Thank you, Tosi, for joining us in lieu of uh, Ramiro. Uh, I remember you had texted me uh, before the fights. I think before you knew that you were, it might have been after you knew you were uh, covering, but uh, you were like, man, I am so excited for a, uh, a main event of <laughs> Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. Little did uh, I know I actually was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> every once in a while, you'll have like a, a fight or a card on paper that looks amazing and it's super stacked and then it ends up not delivering whatsoever. And then there's the flip side where there's a card that on paper it looks terrible and there's no, there's no big name value and there's this and that. And then it delivers completely. And that's kind of what happened last night. Um, Yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah. Top to bottom was great. We'll skip some fights just for the sake of time. There was 12 of them. Um, But we'll start with uh, Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill in the main event. Uh, Mackenzie dern I believe was ranked eight coming into this uh, fight and I believe uh Angela Hill Angela. was trying to she was 14 I think yeah 14 yeah top 15 just
1: in the just in the top
0: 15 yeah and Angela Hill's been kind of you could that's that's the description of her whole career right it's like she's been there for so long uh, and she hasn't ever really gotten past that hump she's almost like People say it like a bad thing, but I don't think it re- really is. But she's kind of like a gatekeeper for the rankings in that division. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's very
1: much like the Donald Cerrone of that division,
0: yeah, which is hard yeah. for me
1: to say because that that breaks my heart. But it is what it is.
0: Yeah, and Angela, I mean, she's she's grown so much. Like in in the cage, she got cut from the UFC, went to uh, Invicta, became the champ there, came back, and she's just like every once in a while, you can see like the steps of progression in her game, especially her striking, right. Mm-hmm. Um but it's still never been enough to like cross that hump. Meanwhile, Mackenzie Dern says, I don't care about your striking technique growing. I'm just gonna fucking wing punches at you and it won't matter. <laughs> and that's I think this was
1: I think this was definitely one of those situations where I think Angela maybe it's not even like she bit off more than she could chew. I think she could have beaten Mackenzie Dern if this wasn't after such an emotional moment for her. I think Mackenzie Dern was beating anybody in the world last night. I think that's sort of what yeah. this was. Like I think Angela just kind of like
0: maybe wrong place, just did Yeah,
1: yeah. This was not the one to take this time.
0: Yeah, and, and what you're alluding to, Mackenzie Dern was talking about, I think she just went through divorce. There's mm-hmm. been a bunch of things that have happened in her life that um, she feels like she has. She was talking about, Normally you say like, oh yeah, you don't want to fight angry, right? Because then you'll you'll open up holes, all that stuff. And there was plenty of holes here, but um, she fought angry. And she was saying like, I'm going to use this fight to like take out all my aggression for all that that's going on yeah. in my life. And you could see it, man, like right from the beginning. She said that um, her game plan going in was to kind of just like slowly pace her down uh, and, and cut off the cage, grab her, take her down, try to submit her. Um, obviously cause Mackenzie Dern's like a prodigy on the ground, but, yep. uh, then she was like, they asked her in the, in the post-fight interview and it's like, Hey, I thought you're going to come in measured. Uh, and she was like, well, I thought she was going to try to like circle the cage and like do all this stuff on the back foot. Uh, but instead she met me in the middle and I was like, okay, let's, let's throw I'm, down.
1: <laughs> there definitely were moments where she was like doing the whole measured thing and plotting and sort of like, I call it quicksand when like. You you gra- she grabs onto you and it's like a wet blanket and just slowly gets to a position. Uh she yeah. like gave up her back a couple of times, but it was like in a in a way where she was like, I know eventually I'm gonna sink my way over and get your hips down. And and that was yeah. sort of like the methodical points. But then like she mm-hmm. was saying, like every time they stood up, that woman was going a hundred miles an hour foot to the floor on the pedal.
0: Yeah, I mean she hurts she hurts her in the first round. Um I think it was a right hand that hurt her and, and she's like mm-hmm stumbling right uh knocks her down against the fence uh and then just absolutely smothers her on the ground she's hitting her with ground a pound she tries to get this uh this uh armbar with like 10 seconds left and it's like everyone knows if there's 45 seconds that's all she needs to, when she is in this position she's gonna get the armbar the only reason she didn't win this fight by an armbar was two times the bell saved <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say multiple times. (laughs) Yeah, there was two rounds where she had the armbar. And Angela was doing a fantastic job defending, uh, like with her life, basically, just holding on for the bell. And it came both times. But you could see even even, um, in the ground and pound, which normally we don't see from Mackenzie Dirt. Normally, it's much more, like you said, like methodical on the ground. uh, It's more position-based. She's trying to sweep you because she'll pull guard. She'll try to sweep you uh, off her back. She's trying to get to, to a position where she can get a submission. In this fight, it was like, no, I'm just here to beat the crap out of you, basically. And she's like yelling yeah. with every punch, like take, definitely taking some anger out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was almost like, uh, the. it was, which were you hearing more? Was it the thud of these punches or was it her just doing, ah, kia, yeah, I'm going to smash you every and, single and normally, time.
0: <laughs> normally, like normally, I hate that in fights when there's like the, the Kia, every time they throw a punch, like ah yeah holly Holm style you know
1: but it's or, different uh, when the punches are fighter.
0: yeah yeah caitlin uh, chikagin yeah it's, yeah it's a notorious one notorious uh, it's, just, it's just pitter-patter shots that they're like screaming with and you're like these don't match the aggression depends, sounds right? but then mackenzie Dern last night the shots she was landing from the top the elbows the hammer fist when she's in the armbar position and she's screaming with each one it like matched the i think there's a picture in here rich of uh her landing ground and pound while she's like screaming. Um, yeah. I mean, look at her face. Jeez. It was gnarly. And, and you know, what was interesting about this fight? Um, let me see if I can pull up the scorecards, but I believe the first she round was 10 10 8 round. Yeah. And I gave her a 10, 8
1: the third too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so she got the 10, eight in the first round and normally it's like, okay, you get the 10, eight in the first round and only one judge gave him, gave her the 10, uh, eight in the first uh interesting scorecards but yeah 10-8 in the first and then angela hill comes back in the second and wins the round yeah like, it was a oh, very good round for her we might have a fight and, and it was more like control based more than damage right yeah. mm-hmm. um and it was almost like did Mackenzie doing gas out in that first round and then the third round started and it was like oh no she's fine she just yeah. got out position that round <laughs>
1: I think round two is like a, a glowing example of, of why Angela Hill probably would have won this fight if it was on any other fight camp. Like if this yeah, was not yeah. the time of her life that she fought Mackenzie Dern, that probably is the example I would point to, to like, yeah, Angela had the fight IQ, the the skills, yeah. to put Mackenzie where she needed to, to win this fight. She was listening mm-hmm. to her coaches, but like, I think it was like by the fourth uh, going into the fifth, she was like, I, I I can't put pressure on her. Like, I just yeah. can't do it. What do you want from me?
0: Because every time, every once in a while, you get away with just like the, I don't want to disrespect Mackenzie Dern, right? But the striking technique is not um, the best, right? Like well, her chin's wide up. Her hands are down. Yeah. She's swinging from the hips. But they're so powerful that you almost have to just respect what's coming your way. And Angela was trying to be the, the technical striker and – and stand there and and, and sl- like slightly slip these shots and land her straight punches. But Mackenzie Dern just like wouldn't allow it. It's one of those yeah. weird examples where you just don't need the technique. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and a, a, there were a couple of points where Angela, like she was getting overwhelmed and she was kind of doing the same thing. Like she was doing this yeah. dip over to the same side every time. And normally she's really good at like changing over and like double or like back to back forth. But like, Bro, it, it, your brain can only work so hard for so long, and that was a grueling twenty-five minutes for her. Yeah,
0: and and Mackenzie caught that uh, that tendency that that Angela Hill was doing right, where she's ducking to that yeah. side, and then Rich yep. if you can, can go back a couple pictures where she lands that knee. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that, that was, was
1: that was a brutal. Was how she stood up from that knee and just she like,
0: barely did. <laughs> she was out on her feet a little bit. Uh, shout out oh. Blunderbub saying good morning. Still reeling from the fact that I watched UFC last night. Shout out Blunderbubs, a, a big 1FC fan. It was a good card, though. The UFC delivered. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and you you uh, she lands that knee, and Mackenzie's like, cool. She's hurt now. Now's the chance for the takedown, and I'll submit her. And she throws the hip toss. I believe it was after the knee where she threw the hip toss, uh, mm-hmm. the head and arm throw, where she, like, overexerted and rolled over. Or maybe it was earlier in the fight. No,
1: that was the first round. Uh, the second okay, one yeah. where she caught her in the knee, she didn't get rolled through. Because that that okay, was yeah. the third round, and that was the one where it was oh, definitely was dumb, a 10-8. Yeah, that well, was so the if, whole round.
0: If you look at the scorecards, it's crazy. So Mike Bell doesn't give a 10-8 round for the first round, which is insane to me. Um, the third round and the fifth round, he gives 10-8s. And then that's the exact same scorecard from Sal Diamato. And then Ron McCarthy gave her a 10-8 round in the first a 10-8 round in the third and a 10-8 round in the fifth <laughs> give it a 49 which honestly like yeah that's how yeah. it kind of should have been scored you know because how can you tell me that uh from mike bell and Sal amato who gave uh at a 10-9 in the first round for dern how does that round round one score the same as round two for angela hill it's yeah true it should uh
1: I almost, I was rereading um, the scoring uh, over the weekend just for shits and yeah. gigs. And uh, I almost was thinking, like, you could have you could have justified giving uh, the third round a 10 7.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. It was, uh, Angela had nothing.
1: Nothing. At all. I think she like, landed one she strike. She only had round. survival. It was, yeah, that was the one <laughs> strike round. And she only had survival. That was the only yeah. thing she had that round. And good on her, because wow, that was yeah, surviving. Was
0: a, 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 I mean, <sighs> shout out blunderbub also says i actually enjoy the prelims a lot despite myself (laughs) the prelims but uh, um the what's crazy about this fight is it got fight of the night when's the last time a 49 43 fight got fight of the night yeah basically Mackenzie dern beat the crap out of angela hill so bad they gave her fight of the night yeah (laughs) crazy dude and you know but it was me go ahead
1: it was impressive. Like honestly, like yeah, to as important. somebody who gets beat up at the gym a lot, like that <laughs> was that was a lot of that was very impressive. That that's yeah. it well in
0: Yeah, yeah. And and she deserves the 50k extra. Money. Yeah. But you 100%. know what's crazy about Angela Hill she, she's 37 years old. I did not realize she was that old now. When they showed the she television show was like, forever. What? I know. I mean tough what was it? Tough uh 18 or something like that. Now they're on yeah. like 30 something. Um mm-hmm. She was on the it was the same season with Rose and Carlos Sparza, right? Was she on that season? I believe so, yeah. I believe yeah. so. That was a fun season. Um, but I think I was in high school when that season aired, <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's been a long time. Um, I don't know what uh, Angela Hill does from here. Um, I don't think she gets dropped out of the top 15 cuz she was fighting ranked 8 and the loss here doesn't really in my opinion justify her losing a ranking spot. Um, but I know she does a lot of analyst stuff for the UFC now. She's 37 years old. This is a pretty big sign like, hey, it, you're not going to cross this hump. It, it's It's been a while where you couldn't. Maybe she retires. I don't know. Um, she just fights so often. It's like, how is she still doing this at 37? That's yeah, not... And that's why
1: I don't think uh, the UFC is going to want her to. Uh, I think this, these are one of the few fighters that, like, that's been around for a long time but the ufc is so willing to keep around um yeah. it's very rare ufc usually is like as soon as you get on a new contract they're already trying to push you out the door but yeah like angela hill donald cerrone there's a few of these fighters out there that they just the ufc is always wanting to keep around because like you said they game. are fighting every other day
0: yeah yeah and um did she take this on short notice angela hill
1: i'm not too I don't sure think so, right i don't think, I don't think so Oh, they moved uh, it. It was it was they moved it. It was, it was supposed to be on the last card and they moved it over and put it as the main.
0: That's what it was. Yeah, not, yeah. not a great move if you're uh, you got a main event. Uh if you get a main event because they're pushing your fight back a week. Not the best situation to be in. <laughs> but uh, I mean it
1: was a good idea for her in in schematics wise. I mean it would game plan. She thought she could outgas Mackenzie Dern, who hasn't had the best gas tank in the world, but yeah. again, it's just not the fight camp for her.
0: She, she also looked, Mackenzie looked uh, in probably the best shape I've seen her in. She had, oh, yeah. She had when when she had her kid, uh, she had that layoff. She came back shredded, right? And it was like, whoa, Mackenzie Dern is taking this way more seriously. But even even last night, she looked better than that, like physically, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, the circumstance were stacked up against Angela Hill in this one. Mackenzie Dern was going to win that fight. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like she went so, I mean, yeah, it was such a great fight and Mackenzie Dern, she called out uh, thug Rose, um, which I think is a great call. Out. I don't know what's happening with Rose. Yeah. I don't know where she's at. It's a Good fight. If you can get it booked. Yeah. And I think um, Rose is somebody that like we talk about um, Mackenzie Dern, really just winging her punches in this fight. Uh, Rose is someone that isn't going to succumb to that pressure and still be able to have the wherewithal in that fire to stick and move, use her footwork, uh, exploit those holes that Mackenzie Dern's opening. Um, So Mackenzie's not going to be able to fight like this against someone like Rose. That being said, Rose has been out so long. Maybe that is the move. You just try to overwhelm her because she hasn't been, she's rusty, you know? Or she's just not
1: like, her mind's not into fight mode in the moment your your mind is. And that could definitely win you a fight easy.
0: Yeah, those are the little things that I think people don't, take into consideration where because people will say like oh yeah on any given night like so-and-so can beat so-and-so it's like yeah because on any given night you might be thinking about you know, your mom like,
1: or fucking yeah, some bills oh, or anything oh, some guy you sick. drove with.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and you just for whatever reason that flip or that switch doesn't flip uh and meanwhile the other person is going through a divorce and is actively trying <laughs> to take out the aggression on you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like then from her mouth you know i'm not yeah
1: her her dad's been fixing to give her a third degree but hasn't been given it to her because she's been he's been waiting for a moment yeah like this. exactly
0: yeah that was cool yeah. to see michael bisping's mm-hmm. like i think bisping was like wait was she not a black belt already when he's putting the belt yeah. on her you could tell he was like is she just now down- i thought she was a black belt <laughs> and her dad's like third degree and he's like oh Do- third degree okay <laughs> yeah
1: he was sitting over there like oh dominic's going to give me shit for not doing my notes
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, but that was a great fight. Um, it's the first; uh, it breaks the streak the UFC has had. Um, the last three fight nights uh, have not had a fight of the night winner uh, because the cards have been terrible. Um, so we got one. We broke, yeah, and it was a
1: short notice main event that they moved from a different card. Who? Yeah, that thought? was
0: pretty much a one sided beatdown. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Take what uh, you can
1: get. I mean, it's crazy that the rest of the card was this good too, though.
0: Yeah, it was a good card. And speaking of that, we'll move on. Uh, Anthony Hernandez versus Edmund Shabazian. Local uh, Fluffy, man. I fought on the yeah. uh,
1: same promotions that Fluffy has fought on before. It's pretty cool.
0: Oh, really? Fluffy's sick, man. Yeah. And he's been out for a while. Um, I wish he was more active, but, you know, it's difficult. Easier said than done. Edmund, yeah. uh, this might be – he's already had the wake-up call. This might be the the hey – um, this might not be what you're cut out for, call, because the fight started and he looked great as he always does. Um, the fight starts. Uh, Nandez is kind of just dancing around a little bit. Um, and Edmund immediately finds his range, hits him with a jab, and it's like, oh, was was Anthony like knocked out last week in training because that jab almost like wobbled him, and then, mm-hmm. uh. He, he puts it on him. He's landing the one-two. Hernandez is eating shots and wearing them badly. Like Every single time he gets touched, he's reacting in a bad way. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I can, I can fight also. And just talk about flipping a switch. Um, as soon as he got a hold of Edmund and he started working that chain wrestling, and, I mean, his, his top game is so good. He just completely drowned Edmund, and it was his fight for the rest of the fight. He looks so good and yeah like i said edmund this is not the first time where he's had success and as soon as people start grappling him it's all out the window not a good look yeah
1: i think edmund uh is gonna learn one of the bigger lessons i i had to learn um sort of outside of fighting is like you're not a measure of where you are at 100 you're a measure of where you are like Either the majority of, of whatever you're doing, or like at the end of whatever you're doing, right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> if you're if you're putting in all this work, and then the last thirty seconds, you're you know goofing off, throwing your arms straight in a, while you're in someone's guard, that's how you get Shale sunned and you get yeah. choked out with like thirty seconds left. Um, yeah. you, like it it doesn't matter how good you are when you know the beginning of the fight happens. You need to make sure that that's your that's your pace the whole time. That's your cardio the whole time. Um, he's probably like, there are fighters out there that just like, they train when they're good and then they hope that their cardio is going to be good around that. And like, you know, they'll do running and stuff like that. But then there are other fighters. Like I'm sure fluffy does like, it's obvious based off of like when, when he's fighting in there, he trains grueling. Like he probably breaks himself first and then goes in there and does his technique and, and whatever, he needs to do going in there a shark bait with a fresh guy every single round yeah. and then going in and doing his technique. Like that's the sort of stuff that's gonna build your character when you're dying, not trying to build it and then going out there and doing some running.
0: Yeah, you you think Anthony wasn't tired this whole fight? I'm sure he was exhausted. But did you hear him in he the doesn't... interview?
1: He can barely hold his breath. He was like
0: <sighs> <sighs> yeah <laughs> <sighs> Blunderbub says uh Hernandez used an actual cradle twice as a wrestler. I was so stoked. Yeah, his yeah. Dude, his um, his transitions are so fun to watch. Anytime Edmund would try to like base up, he's like, "Nope, let me grab your far side ankle uh, with an underhook on the other arm and 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 roll you back over." He got the crucifix at one point. Uh, like his positions are so fun to watch. He has the modified guillotine here where he drops down without the leg, the the legs to wrap. Um, yeah, and and he's just constantly either hunting a new position or. A submission he's never just yeah. like and that's how you outwork somebody like Edmund and and I'm yeah. sure that was the game plan right because you see like when Edmund fought um, was it Brunson where it was like yeah it was Brunson. a big test and then Brunson just outworked him on the ground uh, Yep, that's that's the blueprint you know and until Man, he proves otherwise exactly yeah and and that's why it's that's why I say it's like you would say this is a wake-up call but he's had it already you know what i mean and
1: some people need to be slapped in the face a couple times not just once i guess
0: <laughs> yeah Blenderbo says the scrambles late in the match are really fun to watch yeah and that's the thing it's like and, and that's exactly it when and that's the flip side that's the downside of of fighting like hernandez does where hernandez because he's constantly looking for a pass or a new position or a submission that does the flip side of that it does create opportunities for your opponent to either get up Try to hit a scramble. Try to use that that uh, that break or that uh, gap because you have to leave a gap if you're going to pass, and you can try to take advantage of it. But Edmund just didn't have. I I doubt his legs were even functioning by the end of this fight. It looked like he couldn't even base up. You know, like it was exhausting.
1: I honestly think the worst part of the fight for him was after the fight ended and Fluffy like picked him up. He's probably sitting there like, bro, leave me the fuck alone. I'm trying to nap right now. I can't stand. Dude,
0: because everybody's anybody who's even just done any sort of grappling knows that that feeling when you've been trying to get a guy off of you and at a certain point your legs absolutely stop working. And you're like, I can get to my knees. But how come I can't get up? Or like, <laughs> I have my feet on the hips. Why can't I push them off of me? And yeah, that, yeah. and you want to just lay there and die for a little bit. And Fluffy just goes up. and think, I saw that too. so funny. <laughs> but The,
1: the yeah. one thing I'm thinking of is like, bro, I've had so many teammates like try to pick me up. I'm like, nah, you can just leave me here. I'm good, yeah. I'm good for a minute.
0: Blunderbove says uh, it's true. He lost as many subs as he started. And I hope that's something that the judges see is um, you never know like really what are the judges counting as submission attempts you know what i mean like how far do you have to get into a submission for it to count as a submission attempt and there's no like there's no like uh line that they draw where it's like oh once you get to this point because how can you really submissions are all so different but i don't know what they credit him credited him for um but it didn't really matter because he uh switched from the submissions and then just beat the brakes off of them and yeah, there, <laughs> were,
1: there were a few in there where you could tell, like, oh, he's only throwing this up sort of like to change position, like that modified yeah. guillotine you were saying. There mm-hmm. were a couple in there where he was throwing them, and then there were other ones where he was like, okay, this is where you're going to move. I'll throw it so you get to that position. And, like, and sort then, of, yeah. yeah, like where he took the back. He had that modified guillotine, and then Edmund would shift his hips – or, sorry, shift his hips out so they were sh- sh- uh, pointed to the ceiling. And he's like, okay, that's what I wanted. And Fluffy just shot underneath threw his hooks in and took the back. He's like, it was sort of almost obvious when you're watching it back, like, Oh, he wasn't really putting pressure there. But then the one where he transitioned into the, I think it was either the Darce or the uh, Anaconda, whichever it was. That was like deep. He was trying. Edmund was promising the word on that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, They, they gave him four submission attempts. That's, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. (laughs) Um, And you could argue there was even more in there, but Yeah, Hernandez uh, continues to impress. I think um, what really put him on the map is when he subbed uh, Jodofo Vieira. Yeah. But that's now four fights in a row that he's won. It sucks because before, in that four-fight streak, there's also been four canceled fights. And that's always been the downfall, right? It's like, how how can we get this guy to fight more often? Um, But that's three in a row, four in a row, I should say, um, without all those cancellations. I mean, this guy... He's so fun to watch, and he's in a division where, um, there's not like a ton of grapplers, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at the top 15, um, you got Andre Muniz, um, who just lost a grapple, pretty right? much. Yeah, yep. um, you got Hermanson, who's more of just like a, a catch wrestler, he's not really like, a, yeah, he's not. Uh, really, that much of a threat as far as finishing yeah. on the ground and like low
1: intensity, like fake yeah. intensity almost. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like it's like uh intensity for the judges almost. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brunson, who's pretty much retired, I think. I don't know, he's still in the ranking. He's
1: he talked, he's already talked about retiring a couple times, right?
0: Yeah, but that's pretty much it as far as like top tier grapplers. Um, I mean, he's beat Vieira already. already, yeah, exactly. So uh, I mean, he's not ranked. I would like to not have him go up against Andre Muniz. I'd like to not match him up with other grapplers in the division because it's like I'd like to see the grapplers fight other people than themselves and, like, yeah. eat themselves.
1: <laughs> also, Andre Muniz, I'm I'm pretty high on him. I think him and Fluffy are probably going to end up meeting down the line eventually. I would not match them yeah. up right now for sure.
0: No, yeah, and, and – uh, Imovav is uh, he's got a fight lined up. Maybe Dalize is coming off a loss. I don't know if this warrants uh, a top 10 fight for for Fluffy, but um, I believe Chris Curtis is booked, Brandon Allen's coming off a win. Uh, Imovav's booked, Gaslam's coming off a win. Like, it's tough. I don't know what you do if you're Fluffy. Maybe you take another fight outside of the top 15 and make yourself undeniable, but um, he's definitely he's much watched TV at this point. People need yep. to tune in whenever he he's fights. super exciting yeah uh do you have anything i
1: mean he made made a grappling match with Vieira, like exciting to watch in terms of like punching like it wasn't just the grappling like he can make any fight exciting um on that fight i don't really have much else
0: yeah he's just so good at um understanding what he can do in every single position whether it's a submission attempt a transition or striking um he's one of those guys that's very exciting on the ground um but yeah we'll move on um we're already thirty minutes in. We've talked about two fights. Uh, we can go uh, Lupita Godinez versus uh, Ducati Emily Ducati. Mm-hmm. We probably won't spend too much time on this fight. Uh, it was. I uh, called
1: this the uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots fight.
0: Yeah, they basically the whole fight just kind of stood in front of each other. Uh, not a lot of angles. Um, Godinez. That was, was my kinda, big
1: take. Yeah, there was yeah. no angles at all. It was forwards or it was backwards and forwards. That's it.
0: Yeah, Godinez was. Uh, man really made a bad habit of just putting her head straight down and throwing overhooks uh and it really worked in the first round and then Ducati was like oh I can throw uppercuts too I don't have to just throw overhands and the uppercut was there the entire fight cuz cuz Godina's just would would high guard head down start throwing like this the uppercut was there the whole time uh um, yeah. and uh Ducati had a good second round, but then the third round, Godinez went right back to it. And it was basically them just standing in front of each other with zero head movement, hitting each other in the face. <laughs> the yeah, whole fight. And I mean,
1: there was like a takedown or a kick thrown here and there and like yeah. change it up a little bit. But yeah, it was, it was mainly just, you know, whoever happened to catch the other person, you know, a couple more times won that round, but. It wasn't anything spectacular. Um, if you threw this on, this would be like a ca- like a casuals fight. Like this would be the fight that you could throw on for somebody who's just getting into it where they don't yeah. know a lot about grappling and kicking and all that. Yeah, and yeah. It kind of gets their feet wet. This would be a good fight for like that.
0: And then right after this, they watch Hernandez versus Edmund. And they're like, oh, grappling is pretty sick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this <know>? is crazy. <laughs> um, honestly, that's kind of all I had for this fight, if I'm being honest. Yeah.
1: The only other takeaway I had for this fight, it was pretty cool. It was like a little visual. Their hair is almost exactly the same, but opposite. So when they were standing oh, nice. face to face, it was like a yin and yang. So like one had their ponytail upwards and one had their ponytail downwards. So it looked like <laughs> almost like a perfect yin and yang. I was like, oh, that's cool.
0: Nice. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how you know artistic. the fight was really good when the, that's the takeaway. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the hair. Yeah. Uh, we can move on to another very exciting one. Uh. Joaquin Buckley versus Andre Fialo. I know you're pissed about this one because Andre's yes, a good um, It's a hard night for Killcliffe last night. I think they had yeah, four guys. I think they had four guys on this card, and I think all of them lost. Uh, yeah. and some of them in spectacular fashion, like this one. Yeah. Um, Andre is 100% kill or be killed. Um, and then on the flip side, so is Buckley. Uh so this fight was had the recipe for a banger. I thought going into this, I thought Andre was going to be able because he's so good at landing. I mean, his his right hand is a piston. He he throws the one-two, it's so perfect. Some guys have a modified one-two, like Nate Diaz, right, where he almost falls into it. Not Fialo. He just stands there and he's just bap bap like Jack Five and Tekken. It's like a robot. Yep. And uh on the flip side, Buckley, he... Comes in lunging at you, throwing crazy hooks from behind his back, and I was like, "This is a perfect recipe for Andre to just land that piston and just keep punishing him for throwing these big looping shots." But that being said, if he's ever in the wrong place at the wrong time, Buckley will put you out. Yeah, and the first round went pretty much like that. Fiala waiting. uh, Blenderbobs says uh, Fiala waiting for the counter caught the boot instead. Yeah, and you could see. Uh, he had so much success in that first round, I thought. Um, I, I believe... Uh, I don't know what the judges gave. All three judges... No, two judges gave uh, Fialo the first round. I don't know how you give Buckley the first round. Uh, At all. I mean, the whole fight was him doing this, basically, and Fialo, like uh, Blunderbub saying, just throwing the pull counter over and over again and just blasting him with that right hand uh, straight down the pipe, beating him to the punch. But then the second round... You could see uh, Fialo um, was biting on the feints way more. I think because he had so much success with the counters, um, you could see, like, in, in this, he's, he's trying to throw the the check hook, right, the left hook. Um, and you could see a couple times where Buckley would dip, like he was going to explode in, and Fialo would legitimately throw it. And it was like, oh, man, that's not good. And then... Yeah, was winging a lot in. of them. yeah. And then Buckley was like, you know what else is a good weapon when I'm lunging in like this? Um, When I lead with my head. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh my God. Um, He comes in, he ducks in, he explodes up, hits him with the top of his head, pushes off his head with his hands. and Definitely hits him in the eye. What was that? Yeah, he's like, whoa, what was that? And then the ref comes in to stop it and Fiala's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then he eats a high kick immediately after. (laughs) Also, like I
1: think should be said, I think it was like maybe five ten seconds before that he eats a nut shot too. The commentary even like says it. He eats a nut shot, and I think Fiallo was thinking he was Buckley was tired or or something. Like he was putting pressure on him. I think that's sort of the same reason. Yeah, exactly. That's the same sort of reason he didn't stop for the headbutt. I think. And like, man, just take a break. Like, fuck, take a break. Well, take a break
0: fighters will talk about Derek lewis will talk about how when he's tired he'll just kick somebody in the nuts he's like (laughs) because they're not going to take a point off the first one uh that guy's going to take his few minutes of a break that means i get to also um and yeah i mean so on the flip side sometimes you don't want to take that break because because they also get a break um yeah but yeah then and you can see here um uh trying to he's got the hand raised his right hand you can kind of see it, it's raised um i'd have to watch it again but i think he was trying to with the left hand uh parry the the kick like it was going to the body um and just wasn't it, it wasn't it went up high it dropped him um he was flat on his back head up against the ca- the cage kind of like propped up was trying to watch tv while going to bed and yep. buckley just walks over him like he's not even in a fight like he's fucking the crow or something walks over him the ref is running from a mile away as you can see where he is yeah uh, hella far across the cage softly puts his hand on buckley's chest like, that's enough to <laughs> like that's, yeah
1: and as and he's screaming stop
0: yeah and buckley just drops one massive hammer fist on fialo uh and then he jumps in he's like hey whoa 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 and it's like a little dirty, right? The the follow up shots a little dirty, but man, as the ref, you got to jump in between. Oh them. yeah, you can't just put your hand on the guy's chest and expect him to after just dropping a guy. Um, yeah, yeah. There's the big two, hammer fist.
1: Two things can be uh, can be true at the same time. Exactly, like yeah. completely unnecessary. Like Joaquin is I, like he's not a dirty fighter. It's not like he's like you're saying kicking in the nuts on purpose or scratching people's eyes. He's not doing John Jones type shit. But yeah, yeah. like. Bro, just because it looks cool, bro, like, come on.
0: Yeah, Like that you, extra shot that's, was not needed.
1: That's super fucked. He wasn't saying anything <laughs> about your family. He wasn't saying anything about your religion. You couldn't even understand a fucking word he was saying. and You're fucking yeah. dropping bombs on him like you want to end his fucking livelihood. <laughs> yeah. But then also, yeah, that ref, what are you doing with the L, bro? Is that the loser shit? Because that is not how you ref. My man, yeah. I've seen Muay Thai reps jump in and take shots because yes, they people. don't want fighters. Yeah, like bro, like, oh my god, what are you doing? Get in yeah. there, do your job.
0: Yeah, that extra shot some, some like that type of an extra shot is not okay. When it's someone who's yeah. who's you know shelled up and you're landing some shots on the arms, a couple extra get through, not that big of a deal. But when a guy's pretty much unconscious and he's like trying to get up, like I don't even know what's happening, and then you drop yeah. that giant hammer fist on him. And the ref is just standing there, like, "Hey, the fight's over." Like, no, dude. Yeah. There was two follow-up shots this this card that I was like, "What are we doing? This is not, yeah, you know, But it is, what it is. It's fighting. Yeah. People get hurt." Wasn't this uh,
1: uh, at the apex too?
0: Yeah. Like, come on, Vegas. So what much are you gnarlier, doing, dude? <laughs> ah. Yeah. Who was refing this one? Was it uh, Hatley?
1: It was. It was uh, Mister Mister. Yeah, fucking,
0: Kerry Hatley. Yeah, I feel like he did a bunch of fights last night. Um yeah. every fight I heard, did a couple. He um, says Olivier Cost would never the box. <laughs> Olivier. <Cost. laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's the takeaway, right? Uh, Buckley, I mean, both of these guys are kill or be killed. There was no way yeah. this was going to go to the decision. It was just absolutely Buckley crazy.
1: definitely look looks better at this weight than he did at the, the upper weights.
0: I mean, yeah, Fire- when you look at. <laughs>
1: It's nice that he put mean? his pride behind him and finally listened to what people are telling him.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing. That's a big deal. And he even talked his about it. Attitude his attitude is really brain. bad. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what James James Krause was always alluding to. But then we all found out that James Krause was a degenerate. So it was like maybe he was he's not the best opinion on the matter. But then two things can be true. Two, exactly. <laughs> a
1: degenerate can also think another degenerate is just a degenerate.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't take a uh, saint to know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we'll move on uh, to another massive, unnecessary follow-up shot with uh, Diego Fajeda <laughs> versus my boy, Michael Johnson.
1: But, bro, he felt immediately bad afterwards. You see that picture?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Johnson is one of my favorite fighters of all time. Same. Which means I love Michael I'm Johnson. i depressed man because yeah. he is so fun to watch, and he's so good at just being so dominant until he gets absolutely thrashed and loses the amount of times he has completely i don't want to say coasted uh because he's not coasting but he's in cruise control he gets in that flow state where he's landing everything he's throwing he's slipping everything you're throwing he comes back with like a six punch combo and you're like yep. god damn michael johnson's a world beater with those hands and then all of a sudden he gets knocked out or he gets taken down yeah. and subbed and it's like Ah, he's, he's so close to getting the win so many times in such impressive fashion. Uh, and this was one of those fights.
1: I think uh, Michael Johnson is, like, the proof that, like you said earlier, anything can happen. Like, yeah. MMA is one of those things where it's not like the the team with the most talent, the person with the most talent is going to win the majority of the time. Like,
0: yeah,
1: Michael Johnson is a world beater. Like, if you put yeah. his talent up next, like, if you just didn't put a name on it and you put his... Talent pool up against another person's talent pool. You would take his sheet of paper over the others, yeah. like ninety percent of the time. He's yeah. so good. His hands are so
0: fast, dude. It's great when he lets him fly. It's like uh, it, it. He'll do this thing where he he is really good at sticking and moving. Um, mm-hmm. And he did it in the first round of this fight. Like immediate, he finds his range so fast. Where Fajeda would throw this big shot like this, miss. And Michael Johnson just leans out of the way and then he's leaning back in and he's like, bop, 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 just clubbing you with like four punches. And, and then you
1: don't, you're almost like blinded. You're like, oh shit, I just got with a flashbang. What's going on?
0: Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? It's like, uh, it's like rush hour. It's like, which one of you guys just hit me? It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's just Michael Johnson in there. It's just, he's hitting you from all these different angles. And, he, and then he slips right out right after. And you're yeah. like, man, he is slick. And then mm-hmm. for whatever reason, he just, uh, He'll, he'll get caught sometimes. And Fajeda, um, I re it right before we went live. And uh, he was throwing this, this shot a lot. And Michael Johnson was trying to slip out off an angle. Um, and just, I don't know if he just got a little too comfortable. If if uh, In this picture, you can see Fajeda's kind of reaching with the punch. Mm-hmm. It's a lot mm-hmm. more arm than it is his footwork, right? Uh, yep. In the one that he actually landed, the big shot, which was the same punch. He throws the range finder out the left. And as he's throwing that, he's actually using his feet to get there. And I think Michael Johnson got used to the to the range that they were fighting at. And Fajita was like, "No, uh, I took an extra step this time, and that's all it takes. <laughs> that's literally all it takes." And he connected yep. with that right hand. And one of the one of the it's it's scary. A knockout is scary when the guy is stiff, completely arms outstretched, feet crossed, stiff toes curled before they even hit the ground. And yeah, that's what this was, and then he got hit, and then Fajita ran over and hit him again. I mean, look at this oh, picture. A la
1: den Henderson,
0: it, that's exactly what I thought about. And Michael Bisping probably had flashbacks. He probably had to. They probably had to pull him out of the booth while he was commentating this fight. <laughs> I
1: I know they were talking about how they had to pull out Paul Felder. They probably had to pull out Michael Johnson or uh, Michael Bisping right after that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like you were
1: saying, where's the ref in this picture?
0: Yeah, like dude, you got to be in there. Who ref this one?
1: Like he should have been uh, at the ESPN logo, yeah, and then and then uh, be running over to stop this.
0: Damn, Herb Dean. Well, <laughs> the best of the business. Mm. You know what's funny is uh uh when for the the one FC card in in Denver that I went to, um as soon as Herb Dean showed up, he walks by the he walks down the walkway on the side right fights are happening, Herb <sighs> Dean's showing up and. The crowd goes crazy just as he enters the building. So funny, dude. Uh, Blunderbub says uh, Petrosian pose. Yeah, Petrosian so good. Uh, all Everybody who I've seen fight with the last name Petrosian, so fun to watch. Um, it's a good name for fighting. Blunderbub also says Herb was all the way on the other side. And to be fair, he did book it. He did book it, but man, you got to be closer
1: yeah but also he's six foot something 200 something pounds he can only book it as fast as (laughs) oh i don't know a 205er not a 155er
0: yeah yeah like this is Uh, a jason herzog moment (laughs) my time to shot i could have been there uh (laughs) but if you watch herzog specifically um he is always uh in the moment yeah he's always right there hyper focused ready to jump in uh Uh, and that's your job
1: yeah, like if you uh, if you go on the CAMO website, the organization that uh, organizes uh, California's amateur mixed martial arts, yeah. Herzog is one of the head pictures in a fight. And he's literally like five feet away, the beginning of the fight, and he's literally just watching their eyes yeah. like, the second the fight
0: starts. He's so good. He's he's the best ref in mixed martial yeah. arts right now. He's so good. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, that's kind of all I had in this fight, um, you know. Michael Johnson snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, once again. Yep. Um, we can move on. Uh, we'll move since on since we're Cleveland. all done being sad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was uh, Andre Fiallo from Kilcliff uh, got knocked out. Michael Johnson, uh, also from Kilcliff, uh, got knocked out right before that. And we'll move on uh, to um, Borshev versus uh, Mahashate. Who Mahashate? believe it or not, spend some time at Killcliffe. Uh, <laughs> and if you look at the results of this fight, um, it was also a knockout. It was three knockouts yeah. in a row for uh, Killcliffe. And that that's tough. Yeah. But that's what happens when you put a striker in front of Borshev. The guy, yeah. I don't know why they booked him against two grapplers back to back. And then he's like, I'm an alpha male now. That's not going to be a problem. And then he immediately got taken down and couldn't get off his back. And was like, Damn, still a problem. <laughs> And then they booked <laughs> this fight, and it's like, oh, this is gonna be a banger because uh, Mahashate is so long for this division. And that was my uh, first thing
1: I thought when I saw them line up. I was like, damn, bro, he is long.
0: Yeah, and he doesn't use the tall man defense. You know, there's a lot of fighters who will who will get fall into that trap if they're taller, and they'll get into that tall man defense, uh, where it's almost like my hands are at your level, and I'm just gonna try to like keep my head away uh and then you end up getting knocked out like stefan struve uh versus mark hunt um all the time yeah but Mahashate doesn't fight like that and it's really nice to see he uses his range pretty well um but borshev if you're going to stand with him the the entire time if you're a tall fighter uh or if you're fighting a tall fighter you almost you don't want to stand in kicking range you don't want to be outside because normally when you're out of range he can still hit you with the leg kicks with the jab that type of stuff um So you almost want to either be way far away or in their face smothering them where they can't get their limbs into their strikes. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought Maheshate would have done a lot better if he was throwing elbows more and knees uh, because Borshev stayed 10 inches away from him the entire fight. It was exhausting watching how close He was right in his
1: face. And then the other big thing is like, bro, you can't be... Circling to his power the whole fight. Yeah. Like every single time he's circling to the left, circling to the left, circling to the left. Eventually, you're going to eat an overhand or a hook. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and the first round, at the end of the first round, Borshev, uh, uh, he caught him big, hurt him bad, and unloaded on him against the fence. And the the bell saved him. Uh, Also, Borshev fighting with one eye this whole fight because he got a nasty eye poke. That, was Dude, that thing was red. Yeah, that was oh, terrifying. man. Yeah, they show the close up. And Herzog, once again, fantastic ref. He's in there talking to him and stuff, asking him, like doing everything he needs to to just make sure he's calm, uh, has the time. He's wiping his eye. I don't know if you saw the 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 napkin or whatever they were using, the white cloth that they were wiping his eye. Every time they pull it away, it's more red. And I was like, Is this eyeball bleeding? What's going on? This is terrifying. Yep. So uh,
1: scary. And apparently
0: it looked apparently it was just his eyelid, but
1: It looked worse than um, Angela Hill's eye from eating the (laughs) meat. And Angela Hill's eye did not look good.
0: No, it was bad. Uh, But yeah, Borshev just like didn't care, I guess. And he just, uh, he's like, you know what? I don't really need to find my range. I don't really need to see the shots coming if I'm 10 inches away from him because I know he's right in front of me. Um, uh, Blunderbub says, not surprised he got poked. Uh, Mahashate's fingers pointing right at his face every time he reached Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, it didn't matter. Yep. Borshev gets the knockout in the second round. Um, Doing his little his...
1: dance, everyone loves it.
0: How can you not? It's so Bra. good. How do people do that? I don't get it. Um, How do they not just fall on their ass? I don't. I don't know. He, do, he does the, the little the little march. He drops to this. Then he crosses his fingers. Ends up on his back. He's kicking his legs up, and it's great. After he just murdered somebody. Yeah, um, we're all having a good time. We're all having a good time, except for uh, Mahashate.
1: We don't need um, to worry about that.
0: Yeah. But good to see Borshev in the win column. Um I, I think he's a super fun fighter. Just like keep him away from grapplers and we can have cool to see how us. happy
1: cool to see how happy Uriah got in I know. that I was pretty good,
0: stoked. Uriah's been having a good time lately, dude. He was over yeah. speaking of Denver, he was in Denver for uh the Sage Northcut fight and Sage came yep. out and heel hooked a guy in like ten seconds and it was like, What yep. is happening? Um mm-hmm. uh, shout out your favorite. Uh that's all I had for this fight. How about you?
1: uh yeah that's pretty much it uh circling over to the power is probably my big takeaway like you can't be doing that and then like you said if you're if you're the longer fighter a la stefan Struve, bro you got to be you got to use it even like volkov does it too he's a bit better but like i yeah. tall guys if you're tall for the division you got to use it right man don't don't fight yeah. down to your opponent don't don't be you're still using the same technique man like just be farther
0: yeah. and, and people will say like um Sometimes a shorter guy will have the same reach as like a taller guy that he's fighting, and it's like no, it doesn't matter because if you stand there and you put your fist up against the wall, right? You outstretch your hand, fist is touching the wall. Move it up four inches. it's not, <laughs> touching, the, it's not touching the wall at anymore. all. Yeah, like and then and then the taller guy will, like you said, fight down and they're crouching at the same height, and it's like that's not move either. You know? Yeah. You you got to use your physical attributes um and some people can't stefan struve is probably the best example uh so we'll skip uh, a fight here uh for the sake of time we're at 50 minutes uh we're gonna skip the carolina fight even though shout out carolina back in the win column uh i was sorry, very surprised that one. i think she's uh three uh three fights in a row she's won uh which is awesome i'm a big because
1: joe rogan wasn't there to catch the opponent
0: yeah man not a fan of vanessa but uh we'll move on uh we'll skip that we'll go to uh gilbert urbina versus orion cossey um cossey comes in i believe missed weight um yeah i think two and a half pounds or a pound and a half
1: because it's not championship fight
0: yeah yeah it comes in for the uh the handshake urbina says no chance dog um yeah it's a cool shanron tattoo uh in that was my big
1: takeaway (laughs) that (laughs) is a really cool tattoo
0: uh, when he's getting announced before the fight, hits it with the Kamehameha. Um, and <laughs> and then Maybe the fight, fight starts. Yeah. Yeah. The fight starts and Urbina is just swarming him. Uh, Orion landed a couple big left hands throughout the fight, but outside of that, Urbina just beat the brakes off of him in the first round. And you can see, look, if, if I'm fighting a guy, it's easier said than done. But if I'm fighting a guy and he missed weight, the game plan shifts to body shots. Immediately, body, right? all the time. You know, uh, you don't know why he missed weight. Maybe he was, maybe he had the flu. Like a week of camp, and and he uh, threw him off. Whatever it might be, uh, but you can almost guarantee he's probably not going to be in the best shape. Um, okay.
1: Body or legs, because like they're either yeah. doing one of two things. They're either not dieting right, and their like mm-hmm. body is susceptible to receiving damage because their stomach is like breaking down shit it shouldn't be breaking down, and it's not <laughs> yeah. forming shit it should be forming. Or they're not doing like road work or bike work or cardio work, so their legs are not solid. They're not ready to go to, to keep the, the point. foundation underneath them.
0: Yeah. And, and um, in the grappling exchange, uh, something happened uh, with Orion's rib. I don't know if it was if it, if it was a tweak. I don't know if he was, um, if it was maybe a pre-existing thing, but Urbino was also throwing gnarly elbows to his side uh, on the ground. I don't think the broadcast did enough credit to uh, gave him enough credit for that. They almost were just saying like, "Oh, he was twisting and turning, trying to get out a full mount." Um, but I I think it probably there should be more credit to Urbina on that. And in between rounds, uh, also shout out UFC for not showing replays because they want to show more ads instead. Um, they don't show anything from the previous round anymore unless it's the main event or the co-main, and. Uh, apparently Orion goes back to his corner and says he thinks he broke his rib. And then the second round starts and Urbina is just throwing that front kick to the body. He knows, uh, and he lands it one more time and Orion just goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty man. Um, but the, the replay when the, what pissed me off. I didn't mention it in the Borshev fight, but Borshev drops him at the end of the first round that he gets saved by the bell. We go to the next round and it's immediately, it's commercials. And then it's immediately the second round and they're fighting. And it's like, wait, I wanted to see, I wanted to see what he dropped him with. Like, what are we doing? And they're like, we're going right to the action. It's like, no, you're like, come on.
1: And it's like, you miss a second too, right? Like what happens if we see like a Ben Askrin type shit and he gets running across need and you just (laughs) started the fight. You think everyone's going to be
0: happy about that? Meanwhile, the ESPN is just pushing, uh, like psychotic drugs and like all this weird yeah. shit. burger king like, like, burger king 20 times yeah uh that's all i had for urbina it was a good performance uh um
1: my main takeaway would be like uh this was also uh we talked about it a little bit beforehand but like in the apex you can hear almost everything those shots were thudding yeah they sounded like you were smacking like a coconut or like <laughs> you're <laughs> Like a cinder block or something, like on like a hard piece of metal or something. That was so loud
0: and like yeah, it was nasty, uh, man. dense. Yeah, and you already know he's compromised. <laughs> and then you hear it and you're like, "Oh my god!" If he wasn't compromised before, he would be now. Uh, <laughs> BK, have it your way. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on. Um, we're gonna skip the uh, Illya TV fight, um, and we'll go straight to. I Chief didn't watch that right. one ending myself. I didn't watch it either, uh, which is why we're skipping it. Maybe it was great. Maybe that should have been fight of the night. Uh, Destiny. But I have a hard time believing it. But uh, we'll skip to Chase Hooper versus uh, Nick Fiore. Chase Hooper, he goes up to lightweight. He fills out a little bit, right? Uh, doesn't look like a
1: child like, anymore.
0: I mean, not the best Are picture sorry, he to doesn't. Look.
1: He, he doesn't look like an infant anymore is a better yeah, way to say it. Yeah. yeah. yeah at, he, he doesn't look like he needs anymore. a babysitter.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, he didn't have to have someone cover his chores when he came to Vegas for this fight Uh, But yeah, he shows up You expect um, a durable chin You expect him to get hit a lot and hopefully he manages to get it to the ground and he can submit somebody Um, And this fight he was firing on all cylinders Everything was working for him Um, the, The first round he gets taken down Fiori's on top and he's active off his back, right? But we've seen him be active off his back, but not be able to land anything. Um, and eventually, he gasses out on the ground, and his body stops working, like we talked about earlier. Um, yep. But in this fight, he just... What an insane pace. And he's attacking submissions. The whole fight. He's yeah, he's attacking leg locks. I love... It's the same thing with striking, where there's some guys that will just shoulder faint, shoulder faint, shoulder faint, But they'll never actually punch. So the other guy's like, I'm not going to bite on this faint because it's never real. I don't need to worry about the faint chase Hooper. When he attacks your leg, you can't just disregard it. You have to treat it like it's a legitimate submission attempt. And yep. when you do that, one or two things is going to happen from chase, especially in this fight, he's either going to get the submission or because you're reacting to defend it, he can use it to get up. And he yep. did it like three or four times throughout this fight. And I love that move. Like attacking someone's leg just to get the sweep is so sick to me or just to get the stand up. Um, and that's what happens when you're a legitimate threat, because they have to react to it. They can't just be like, "I'll just leave that in there. I'll cr- I'll crouch. I'll smother it." Uh, it's like, no, I need to roll because he might get this. <laughs> yeah, Th-
1: this was a this was a great matched up fight. Uh, whoever matched this up did a really good job. Um, I would I would definitely take this win as like a with a grain of salt for Chase going into yeah. his next fights. Like, if you're watching his next fight, I would expect more, like progression like he's no, definitely in yeah. the right direction but i wouldn't expect this exact same performance because you always got to remember that he's also fighting a jujitsu coach like this yeah. is somebody else's jujitsu trainer he is definitely an mma fighter and he's high caliber there's a reason he is where he is but this was definitely a good match to fight by the matchmakers this is one of those uh, damian maya versus ben askren fights where it's like
0: yeah
1: both grapplers are basically going to stand up the whole time it just happened to be that these guys knew what the hell they were doing most of the time. Yeah, um, and throwing Good combos most of that fight.
0: Halfway through the second round, all I could think is, I hope Chase Hooper doesn't think he's Bangkok ready after this. Because yes. a yes. lot of grapplers will have success with defeat, and all of a sudden they think they can go to Thailand and start blasting people, and it's not the case. Uh-huh. So, Because there were still a ton of holes. There were still a ton uh-huh. of holes. Um, but what he did do well he used his offense as defense. You know what I mean? Like, it's, a lot how, are you gonna, how are you going to, how are you going to throw anything back when I'm hitting you with the four punch combo? You have to pay attention to that. It's the same thing with the leg locks. You have to be defending. And now I'm not attacking. Um, yeah, a great example of that work. is when
1: I think it was in the second or third, he get put, he got mounted. Uh, uh, Hooper yeah. got mounted and immediately he does something that one of my training partners isaiah does all the time he throws his legs all the way over and hooks his body and like sort of pulls his own body out from underneath and immediately like you're saying goes for a leg lock almost like knowing he's not going to get it but creating that transition to get back up and get out of one of the worst positions he could have been in
0: yeah no 100 percent, and and um and that's another thing is maybe at lightweight, he can he can have more success with stuff like that because we've seen him try to do that at featherweight and it just doesn't work. You would think yeah. that going up a weight class, it would make it even harder. Um, but maybe because he's filled out more, he's got a little bit more strength to go with his technique because um, he did look filled out. He looked bigger. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, also so
1: young. He's like he's young. still getting through puberty, basically. He's like his body's going to change developing.
0: a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's yep. not even twenty-five. Uh, I think he's 23. Yeah. That's what says, I'm saying, uh, like... End of the third round. Uh, and he's still firing off even though he's exhausted. Yeah. He would throw this combo where, uh, he would eat this other one, two, where he's shooting across the outside angle, the, the exit angle. Uh, or he's throwing like two hooks. He'll throw like the, the lead hook, uh, or sorry, he'll throw, uh, I think it was a straight, right? Uh, like a 2-3, right? He'll throw the, the, the straight punch, hook, and then the uppercut right under. And that worked over and over and over again. Uh, it was such a good combo. And Fiori was just in pure defense mode, like the majority of this fight. Um, but like you said, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. You got to take it. Don't, you're not Bangkok ready. Don't go out there thinking you're about to outstrike everybody.
1: Now, I do think what would be a good matchup for him is one of my teammates – thought um it would be a good idea to post about um i think uh the fight to make coming up soon definitely not uh now um but you could definitely throw uh anthony figueroa jr in there and i think that would be a cracker of a fight bro he posted about it on his instagram i was like i'll pay for that right now i'll pay pay pay-per-view prices
0: (laughs) that'd be sick where's he he just had a fight didn't he
1: uh, Anthony, yeah, he just fought at uh, Uriah Faber's uh, card. Uh, I think combat they combat. are, yeah, A1 Combat. They're either going to probably book him against uh, one more fight and then give him a title fight, or they'll, depending on where the title uh, the champion is, they they may have him booked to to fight the the title soon.
0: Hell yeah, bro, that's sick. Same way class. That's, that's another um, organization, kind of like the LFA or like Cage Warriors, that the UFC like clearly pays attention to. You know, you mm-hmm. get a couple fights in there and you and you win them. The UFC's probably. Yeah you're on their radar. Yeah, you're um, on fight pass. You're on fi- exactly, you're on fight pass. Uh we will move on to the next one, the last fight we're going to cover. Natalia Silva versus Victoria Leonardo. Uh it's a quick one. We're already an hour in, but Natalia Silva is another person who should be on everybody's radars. Um she has not lost since 2017 and it was against Marina Rodriguez. Uh, since then, she's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fights in a row that she's won. Um, most of them finishes. I think only three of them were decisions. Uh, she's arm barring people. I think she has four, four arm bars in that uh, list. This is her second TKO in a row uh, in the UFC. Um, look, Victoria Leonardo, you got you got the respect. You got the props. You get in there. You're fighting in the UFC fantastic but this was as evident as ever a there's levels to this type of fight because they go out there and leonardo's throwing her shots and you can see just the way she's moving she's moving like me you know what i mean whereas natalia silva is darting in and out she's light on her feet she has that fast twitch muscle she's not sluggish on anything uh and when she unloads it's there's no lead up there's no telegraph It's just right to the point. There's no wasted energy. Um, And you could tell after the first exchange, Leonardo was like, oh, this might be a long night. And Silva said, don't worry. Don't worry. It's not going to be that long. (laughs) Not (laughs) that long. Yeah.
1: It's going to be the longest couple minutes of your life, but it's not going to be more than that.
0: I mean, if we go through the pictures here of the finish where she, she hurts her with the hands and then she just starts throwing high kicks from both sides. And the ref's like, I have to stop. You're just standing there. I have to stop this. I mean,
1: <laughs> that's it. That's that's, the that's pretty much the fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, UFC might copyright claim us for that because it looks too close to the actual fight. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, Natalia Silva is fantastic. I, I don't know why she's still this this uh, low on these cards because anybody else coming in with an eight fight win streak where the majority of them are finishes and she just I think to her last fight she had a spinning uh I think it was a spinning kick. What's it? Is she a spinning kick or spinning back? It was a
1: spin something, or she definitely got the, the yeah. It was a spinning back kick, yeah, knocking it in out in the third round.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's like, what are we doing? Uh, let's move her up. Uh, it's a division that they're trying to push more. Um, I think we we don't need to. Uh, Blunderbub says her nose got busted right before that, right? Yeah, she. I mean, she beat the brakes off of her uh, yeah. within like a minute. Um, she, it's like getting thrown into like a garbage disposal. Is basically what happened in that fight. Um, but they're at 125. Um, Silva, I think, closed at like a 900 favorite. It's like we don't need this. Just a center. She doesn't need the development fights. She's clearly ready for like the the upper echelon of the division. Um, but yeah, definitely someone everybody should be watching and tuning in yeah. when she what her name gets called.
1: She's she's exciting. She's got a lot of talent. The there is definitely one glaring hole i would say in in her stand-up would be the only thing like her ground is pretty good um but sh- did you gotta move your head like yeah, well, there were a lot of times where they were it was literally on one stationary point and like the rest of her body is moving
0: yeah I'm yeah like, oh no oh well, no it is the 125 division let's not get ahead yeah. of ourselves <laughs> i know i know i know
1: it's it's like it's like we're talking about uh people's uh, golf scores but it's like yeah but they got a handicap like let's chill.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like um it's like graded on a curve,
1: you know. Exactly. There's a bell yes,
0: curve exactly. in this division.
1: Yes, there's <laughs> just... definitely. There's definitely. Yeah. And that's and that's the UFC's fault. Like it's not like we, when we say these things, it's not like oh it's the fighter's fault or the division's fault or like women's fault. It's it's the UFC. Like they just don't want to sign talent that's out there or are unwilling yeah. to pay the talent the money to sign them.
0: Like, or, God forbid, they do a, an atom weight fight or an atom weight division where yeah. 90% of the female talent is in that division. And they're just yeah. like, Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> even my coach back in the day couldn't fight at the division that he wanted to fight at. So he just stopped early. You would have yeah. a lot less of that across the board, men and women, if you just opened up these weight divisions. There's no yeah. reason there shouldn't be a 65 pound weight division.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. There should be a weight class every 10 pounds.
1: Uh, end of story
0: yeah it's, it's so simple but yeah whatever um so yeah that was the whole card uh we're not going to talk about the takashi sato fight even though that was another kill cliff fighter who lost um so it's a tough night that's four i think it was four uh losses for kill cliff which they sucks make a drink, is like, yeah then, they make good drinks incredible their gym is yeah. incredible they got the best coach i mean it's fantastic um but like you said once Any you get MMA, in there none of that matters that's, what that's so good right Um, So, yeah, we'll talk about – we'll do a moment of silence for the fights that we lost uh, on this card. Um, Not that much because they don't put a ton of effort into these uh, cards. Uh, Ducati was originally supposed to fight uh, Pollyanna-Viana. Viana Viana withdrew. That's probably why Ramiro's not here covering it because he didn't get to watch Viana fight. Um, But Ducati gets put in there with Godinez on short notice and then loses, and that's always a bummer when you take a a shot. a new opponent on short notice, and then you lose, it's it's tough. Uh, Rocky Pennington was supposed to fight Aldana, and then they're like, actually, Aldana's going to get a title shot. Never mind, Rocky. Um, and then the one that would have been the, the probably the most exciting fight that got canceled was the uh, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan versus uh, Bruno Fajeda uh, when mm-hmm. they rescheduled it. That's about it. Yeah, Nothing too That's also
1: probably why uh, Raquel Pennington was commenting on almost every single fight on
0: the card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate that they do that—the Twitter posts on the during the fight. It's like, what are we doing? Um, uh, and then so we had uh, bonuses. Uh, Borshev got a bonus. Uh, Michael, or sorry, Diego Fajardo got a, a bonus for dominating uh, Johnson with a nasty uh, follow-up shot. And then Mackenzie Dern gifted a fight of the night to Angela Hill uh, by just beating the brakes off of her. I think this fight card. Should have had way more bonuses, like I do yeah. on every card. Uh, how does Buckley not get uh, a bonus in this one? You know what I mean. How does I think Hooper should have got a bonus? Um, Natalia Silva got a bo- should have got a bonus. Um, you could argue uh, Hernandez should have got a bonus. Hernandez definitely should have got a bonus. Actually, what are they yeah. doing? What are they doing? I don't understand it. Meanwhile, they got uh, Chatri over here over giving just, out bonuses to everybody because yeah. they deserve it. <laughs> Yeah, Blunderbub says, uh, oh, hey, I've been to four uh, submission grappling classes now. I'm ready for my contract, Mr. Chantry. Speaking of (laughs) Chantry, that submission grappling they do is so fun. I love the rule set that they have, too, that it's literally just you just score submission attacks or attempts, like legitimate submission attempts is how you score. Um, And then if it's tied, then they go into, like, position or aggression, things like that. That's amazing. That's fun stuff. Um, so the that's only way you get better part.
1: scoring is try new things. Like you're like we all complain about all the scoring shit, but we we've changed scoring in MMA what once twice over since 1990 fucking two.
0: Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's crazy, and, and when there's clearly better options out there showing that yeah. are currently happening and the ufc or i guess it's not the ufc it's just uh the athletic commissions are just like well that would mean that we admitted that we were wrong about something so we can't, we can't yeah. do that
1: <laughs> or, or that means that we have to work what no yeah do
0: that. yeah Blunderbub said that wasn't a knock on submission grappling he's just really excited about it grappling's amazing it's so much fun i get the excitement um but that's it for this card. Uh, next week, um, we will be live Sunday morning again. I'm not sure what we're going to be covering yet because there's no UFC. So we'll have to take a look and see what's going on. Um, but we'll definitely have an episode uh, next Sunday. I think after that is um, Albazi versus Kaikara France the, the following week. That's a fantastic fight card. Um, it's another Apex one, but they actually stacked it up pretty well. Toasty, what do you have going on? What do you want to shout out for um, joining
1: well, I got, uh, the plan was originally to get my pro license after this last fight. Um, but it doesn't look like there's anything in like the pro area until like October. So it looks like I'm renewing my amateur license and I'm going to try to get like seven or eight fights between now and October. <laughs> yeah. That sounds yeah. about right. Uh, so <laughs> I'm trying to get an opponent for next weekend on the third the following weekend on Oops. the ninth. Um, I think one at the end of next month and then. Three more uh, between then and October. Uh, next fight is probably going to be in San Jose, so we'll see. Uh, see what happens. See if we can get anybody who's willing to take on the guy with ten fights.
0: Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> says uh, Friday fights do it. Yeah, that that we'll probably end up covering the Friday fights. Those are fantastic. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, I believe we are at uh, twenty five hundred subscribers. Um, so we're shooting for that three thousand. That would be great. I think we just passed 2500 today um and yeah don't forget to uh like subscribe do all that stuff uh follow us on social media it's uh if you go to storythefight.com, it'll list all of them but also it's just at story the fight on everything uh toasty it's toasty mma yes to sir this. yeah yes sir so yeah follow toasty follow him along because he's about to be pro very soon um and his fights are on youtube and they're fun to watch so check those out <laughs> Also, uh, this podcast was produced by Rich Bustos. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening to Story of the Fight.